Okay, okay. Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> Thank you for tuning in at 5 a.m. with Damian Dixon. I am your host. I hope you're feeling pretty good, feeling pretty strong. Man, so glad you're here. Now, as you already know, this podcast is about communication, communication, and more communication. So today's topic is going to be titled, How Long Do I Keep My Deceased Loved One's Contact Information? I'm going to repeat that. How long do I keep my loved one's contact information who's deceased? All right, so grab an apple, grab some red vine licorice, grab whatever you enjoy, maybe an orange. I care about you. Let's get started. Cool. All right. So the question we are tackling today is how long should I keep my loved one's phone number or contact information who died? Uh, I'm going to repeat the question again. How long after a loved one has died should I hold on to and keep his or her phone contact information? As far as the phone number, um, maybe the voicemail. Um, it could be a dad, brother, sister, wife, cousin, you know, kid, grandparent. How long, get, again, <laughs> how long is it healthy or unhealthy uh, to hold on to uh, their contact information? You know, do you get rid of it after year one, year two, year five, year, year eight? We're going to dive into it, um, kind of talk about it, address it, you know, talk about how, you know, how it's different for everyone. It might be awkward. It might be weird. It might be kind of cool, right, to call that loved one uh, who died and passed away. And you call that number and hear their voicemail and hear their voice and, uh, you know, so on and so forth. Because, you know, once someone's, someone dies, you know, saying, you know, they're gone, right? So how long do I keep their contact, their contact information after they've been deceased? And even, you know, their Facebook and their Instagram and their Snapchat, their social media. Like, how long do I keep their contact information alive and going? We're going to dive into it. Let's do it. Now, <clears throat> now I must admit, like, uh, this topic is kind of awkward, and it shouldn't be, but it's very personal, too, okay? Uh, given your relationship to that person, like, you know, the deceased parent or grandparent or, or brother or sister or cousin, you know, given your relationship to that person, you may or may not want to keep their contact information around. You may want to get rid of it as soon as possible if your relationship wasn't good with them. Now, on the other side, say if your relationship was good with them and or um, you know, there, there, there were unresolved issues, um, there, there were plans you know, that you made together. So I'm just speaking from my perspective, right? It's a very, very personal uh, decision whether and, whether and for how long do you keep uh, their contact information uh, their Facebook, Instagram, social media, hell, even their personal belongings in their closet, right? It all kind of ties in together, but more so I'm, I'm focusing on just the, the contact for us, you know, their, their cell phone number, calling their number, calling their voicemail, you know, replaying their voice, hearing their voice, which is a very common, common response and common, um, you could say, uh, coping mechanism. Yeah. So for myself personally, whenever my mom died in 2013, 2013, Man, I got rid of everything, um, clothes, you know, memories, photographs. I made sure I, I got a new phone number and all that stuff. Uh, and it, it was it wasn't that my relationship with, with her was bad. It's just the way she died was pretty bad. Um, it really traumatized me pretty much because like uh, she died from cancer. She had stage four lung cancer like that. <clears throat> I'm not sure how we skip stage one, two, three, but all of a sudden, <clears throat> you know, she had stage four. Went to the doctor. She was dead probably, you know, two months. But it's just the way she went, the way her body ch- changed and transformed as far as 
know, being from going from a healthy person to having cancer, you know, eat her body and her, her hair, her, her, her mind away. And her, it was just, it was awful. So, so for me, um, you know, you, you, you have this, these, these two responses that I, that I, that I've hinted to in the past, in the past, in the past, um, podcast about fight or flight. Now I just flight it, man. I'm out of there. So, uh, I didn't keep her contact. Uh, I did keep her Facebook page <laughs> that I will be honest with. I, I haven't looked at it, uh, since 2013, but I, I do have it saved to my, um, to her contact or no, rather I have it saved to my profile. That's what it is. I have her Facebook, um, page or I have a Facebook thumb thumbnail, which is her photograph uh, with my nieces and nephews. I have that saved to my Instagram as my profile uh, page, right? As, as my picture on my profile. So that I did keep, but, um, I did not um, call her cell phone number. I, I did think about it, but oftentimes, you know, like you know, you, you keep yourself so busy trying to avoid it, trying to avoid it, trying to avoid it, trying to avoid it. Now, when, uh, now once again, this is my response. Your response might be to to keep the cell phone number, to call the cell phone number every year, right? So to to to, to hear his or her voice again every year, if, if it's your brother, cousin, like I said, someone you're very close to. Um, my mother and I were, we were, I wouldn't say we were tight, but I mean, she, she was a single mother trying, trying to raise four kids by herself. So our relationship was very, 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 um, you could say it, there were some interesting dynamics given just trying to protect her, uh, trying to make sure she's safe, um, having to be there with her all the time, except, you know, whenever she wasn't at work, it, it was, you know, when, whenever parents go through divorce, you know, parents usually that single parent usually clings to, to one child or one kid, and I think I was that kid, and I really didn't know it, but it, it made our relationship very um, com- complicated because, like I said, I mean, I was always there with her growing up, but as I got older and left the house you know, to play sports and do life, she was never there. So uh, she was kind of absent, meaning she had to work a lot. So our relationship became very, very uh, complicated and, and stretched because I'm like, man, you know, you're, you're, you're never here, you're never home. As I got, like I said, 11, 12, 13 and older, she was just always gone working. So it, it made our relationship very complex. But um, so whenever she, like I said, whenever she passed away, I just, I kind of just flighted. it. I, I got rid of everything. I didn't attend her funeral. I think I've mentioned this in the past, right? I didn't attend her funeral or anything, which I kind of regret a little bit, but it wasn't out of punishment. It's just, you know, I just didn't want to remember anything. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't spoke to any of her girlfriends. I haven't called any of her girlfriends. I remember her girlfriends. I remember all of them, but... I haven't spoke to any of them because like, I, I don't want to be reminded, right? So that's the question here. Like, I, if, if, how long do I keep the, the, contact, the contact information and call that number, you know, hear that voicemail? Like, it, it's personal because it, it, it varies from person to person, right? right now, um, for you listening, yeah, you, you, like, you might enjoy hearing their, their phone number. Uh, you might enjoy hearing their voices. You might enjoy, and maybe I should call her number maybe i should revisit that but it'd be very painful and very hard i'm not sure if i'm ready for that right so that, that that's 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 another that's, that's another, another important key here is just you gotta i'm not saying wait till you're ready but be honest with yourself hey am i ready to to to, to dial that number right now with my dad whenever he died in, in 2008 yes I, I i wanted his phone number i wanted his email i wanted his facebook i wanted anything that that i could have to to, to remind me of him and i had nothing Right, no phone number, no email, no text message, uh, no no letters, no nothing, because you know my parents divorced, and once that happens, you know your family just gets scattered and everything kind of you know goes up in shambles. So the last thing that I had on my dad was just the house that we lived in in California, which I went to. I went back to visit, 
and again, <laughs> the house is gone, right? So it's like, dang, you know. So you you, you have a, you have a, you have a dilemma of loved ones, right? Who you have all their belongings, all of their stuff, and you really don't want to remember any of it. And then you have another loved one who died, and you don't have none of their belongings. Can't find it. Can't get it. Can't ever find it. You can't even ever get closure. So that's a dilemma. But the question that I'm, that I'm asking you to focus on, yes, you right now is is how long do I keep or hold on to their, their contact information? Like how long? Like uh, do, do do I keep on posting on their Instagram? Do I continue posting on their Facebook? Like, like who, who's going to maintain that as I'm going through my grief process? Like, like who, who wants that chore? I don't know, right? Do I, do I pay someone to, to, to keep it going? Uh, I think it's pretty interesting. Uh, like I said, I do find it strange and odd that people would, um, and I'm not judging. I'm just saying for myself. I'm speaking from my perspective. I, have, I, I don't see anything wrong with it, but it's, to me it's just odd um, how we go about coping. Like I said, I think we all cope. Uh, some people might call their loved one and call their cell phone to see if they still pick up or see if they hear the, that they can hear their voicemail, right? Until that old number that 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 that, that parent, a loved one, or or cousin or brothers had it, it gets tied to someone new, and and there's a new human and, and there's a new human being who has that number now, right? And then there there are some of us who just like I said, who just want don't want anything to do with um, you know that uh, reminder remembering like I, I don't want to remember right and so it's personal because you have to be honest with yourself and state where you are because like, I think flighting and avoiding the, the pain is not good either um, even though I avoided my mom's funeral I did attend uh, another friend's mom's funeral who whose son committed suicide and it was like being at my own mom's funeral so I did go through it um, and, and I'm saying I, I did face my dad in California where I went there, even though that he wasn't there and the house wasn't there, I met my sister for the first time who looked just like my dad. So it was like meeting him. So uh, I'm, I'm still doing the work. And, and that's my encouragement to you is, is, is don't try to, well, you, you can avoid it all you want to. You can avoid it. You can hide it. You can shun it. You can neglect it. Uh, neglect it. But in one way, shape, form, or fashion, you're going to have to face it one day, right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to surface um, what you're avoiding and not dealing with. Uh, but to, but as I'm saying, just for myself, it, it does feel kind of awkward that people would hold on to a phone number and a voicemail. Uh, now, a voicemail that's saved to your personal phone and that you replay to here is is kind of cool. Like I, I do think that's kind of cool. Uh, that's not something that I would want to experience myself. Like as, as I mentioned earlier, like, like I would not want to hear my mom's voice voicemail. Eh, you know, it's just I don't know, man. I'm just not ready for that. You see, you see, you see and that's my point here. Like. You got to be you got to be honest with yourself and say, hey, you know what? I am not what am I not ready for or what am I ready for now? If I had my dad's uh, phone call and he called me and I missed his call and he, he left me a voicemail, I would save it probably for the next 30, 40, 50 years because I haven't seen my dad since I was seven. So, yeah, I wonder how he would sound like. I wonder what what he would say. I wonder what he would feel. I wonder how he's doing. Right. Because my parents divorced. Right. So and I also have a best friend named Bridger. He died. And if he left me a voicemail, then yeah, yeah, you know, I, I would wonder, you know, how his voice has changed since high school. You know, what his daughter was like, uh, what, what was it like having giving birth to a, a baby girl and being married, all that stuff. Right. So, yeah, I would want that, you know. So like I said, for, for each of us, it's different. Don't judge yourself. That's, that's the key here. Don't, don't judge yourself. Don't judge others. If you're the kind of person who you don't want to be reminded of your loved one's uh, life or memories, or y- you don't want to, to be 
going back down that, that, that memory lane, don't judge yourself harshly and don't judge others, right? Uh, we all do different things. We all, once again, cope differently. And I'll, I'll say this a thousand times. It, it's, it's, it's a unique journey, uh, losing someone, someone dying in your, in your family or friends or losing a sibling, right? And you're grieving, you're mourning. It's, it's, it's your journey of grief is, is uniquely to you. Mine is to me. But I am going to say what is common is having to face, right? The complexities, having to face and do the work of, of moving past that grief because you can't stay stuck there, which is very tempting to stay stuck there. Very tempting to keep on dialing that number in year three, year six, year nine. It's, it's easy to, to keep those clothes of your loved ones hanging in that closet and not emptying that closet and getting rid of those, and getting rid of those clothes, right? It's real easy to avoid that photo album and, and going down those memories and seeing those memories, because including myself, I have taken photographs of my mom in the past and my siblings. I've looked at them. I have them put away, but I have pulled them out sometimes to look at them. And yeah, it hurts, man. So I don't look at them long and uh, I don't look at them every day, but I do look at them and say, okay, man, that, that, was, that was cool. And see my mom and that was cool, that memory. And then I, I put it back in the drawer and then I, you see what I'm saying? So I do have my moments where I face it. I, I grieve. I grieve the grief. I, I do talk about it. So. If you're if you're if you're listening right now and you're like, man, I, I, this is tough. It is tough. This is hard. It is hard. It's not meant to be easy because um, it's pain involved. And, and, and I think our, our brains, our brains work twice as hard to avoid pain. Uh, I think our, our brain, the, the human brain works twice as hard to avoid pain than, than it does to seek pleasure. Now I'm going to repeat that. The, the, the human brain works twice as hard to avoid pain than it does to seek pleasure. And I love pleasure. I love food, you know, sex, a good beer, a good cigar, right? I love pleasure. But our brain works twice as hard to avoid pain than it does to seek pleasure. So and this topic of, you know, how long do I hold on to my uh, loved one's contact information? How long do I, do I uh, play the voicemail? How long do I keep the, the, the social media accounts going and, or, or do I close them? How often, how long do I revisit? You know, like, do I, do I keep it for a year? Do I keep it for five years? Or do I, do I keep it for, for 10 years? Or do I pass it on to someone to manage it for me? I don't know. I don't have a question to that. So I, let's just be clear. I'm just giving you my example of what I chose to do in the first three, three to five years uh, since my parents deceased in, 20, in 2008 and 2013. Uh, and I can't say I did a good job or a bad job because to me it's not a right or wrong way to go about anything. But there is, there is, there is, there's not a, a legitimate right or wrong way to, to, to do it as far as holding on to the contact information. But there is a wrong way to, to go about when you, if, if, you're, if you're refusing in year five or refusing to year six or maybe year eight. If you're refusing to say, okay, at some point I have to revisit this voicemail. At some point I have to take a baby step and at least dial the number and let it ring and then hang up. You see what I'm saying? Like you got to make small, gradual baby steps to, okay, the photographs are in the photo album. Maybe in year three or five I can consider looking at them. Okay, I'm not ready. Fine. Maybe in year two, okay, you know, they have a small group called Grief Share. Like it's called Grief Share where, where you go to sit in a small group of people and talk about, you know, or celebrate the, the life of your loved one, right? Nine times out of ten, he or she died on a certain day. Like my mom died on August the 13th or 14th, I can't really remember. So I, I revisit uh, her on every August, 13th and 14th. So I can't really remember which day it is. It's crazy like how your mind and your memory, you, you'll lose things. Now, 
my mom's birthday is on December 25th, which is Christmas. So I think about that all the time, like every year. There's no avoiding it, right? So, so that's my point. There's going to be times and places and spaces and events and moments that, that you just can't avoid it. So I would say in those type of moments, it, it can be a wrong idea to, to try to numb yourself with drugs or sex or alcohol uh, and, and or even hide at work, right? I, I, w- I would encourage you to try your best to, to, to find a safe person to, to talk to and say, hey, you know, gosh, man, um, the month of March is, where, is whenever my, my, my sister died from COVID or the month of May is, was whenever my grandmother died from COVID or my, my brother died from COVID in, in April. You know, it's coming up. Can you help me come up with a strategy to, how, to not avoid it, right? To ask that safe person, hey, I, 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 what do I do? And they may suggest journaling. That they may suggest writing a grief letter uh, to that loved one and, and attaching it to the end to the end of a balloon and letting that balloon go, which is very freeing, man. It is crazy how freeing that is. Uh, actually, writing you a letter to your loved one who died, uh, naming him or her or your or even your child, and putting your thoughts and your feelings and your plans and what you desire in that letter, punching a hole in that letter, uh, getting a balloon with a string and tying that string through the envelope of that letter, sealing that letter, right? Then, then tying the string up to of that balloon and then getting somewhere high or somewhere and releasing that balloon and let it float. Man, it is freeing, man. I don't know how, I'm not even sure how, how, how that works, but I did it with my mom whenever she died. I wrote her a grief letter and I attached it to a balloon. I let it go. And man, whew, I tell you all the things that you're carrying, right? Because and whenever you're holding on a phone number or, or contact number or voicemail or the social media, you're, you're holding on to something that you don't want to let go. And this is the hardest part. OK, and now, once again, there is no right way or right time to let it go. That's up to the person. That's up to you because it's personal to you. But when you reach that point in place where you're where you're ready to begin doing that work, you could begin by journaling, writing a grief letter. Uh, get, getting into a faith small group, maybe even consider going to church and reading your Bible, which is huge. Like t- talking to the Lord about it, talking to God about it. I'm not sure if you're saved, but you know Jesus Christ, He did die for you and me, right? So we 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 acknowledge that, right? And and He understands death because Jesus died too, and then Jesus resurrected, so Jesus defeated death. So that's another thing that you can do as a solution, as a healthy solution, right? You could begin exercising. You, you could begin every year lighting a candle, lighting a candle on, the, on the day that, that they died or their birthday to celebrate them and to honor them. So there's so many positive things that you can do, right? And then there are so many negative things that you can do. Like, as I mentioned, drinking, avoiding it, uh, having sex with multiple people, doing drugs, numbing it. Right? So there, there are bad things you can do and wrong things you can do, then there are good things. So... I want to conclude on as far as the contact number and information. For me, that's still tough to, to tell you, hey, <laughs> you know, keep the phone number for this long. Keep the voicemail for, for this long. It's, it's tough for me to tell you how long you should keep it and, and when you should get rid of it. I, I, I don't think it's, it's, not, it's, not my, it's not my place. Uh, I don't feel that that, that that is my responsibility and my place to, to safely tell a person to advise them, hey, you keep your loved one's number for two years and you then get rid of it. I, I wouldn't be able to, to, to give that type of counsel because I, I just don't feel comfortable. Because to me, you know, I don't know your relationship to that person. I wasn't there, okay? So it's very tricky when you're talking to people and you ask them, hey, I don't really need advice. Can you just hear me out? Or, and, or if, you, if you are considered talking to someone who's giving you advice, 
ask him or her to, 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 to go slow with you and take it easy with you. Right. And, and give you a chance to be ready to hear what they have to say. All right. So like I said, this, this is a hard thing. It requires practice, being tactful, being compassionate. Uh, but we're human, man. So some things may come out ugly. Some things might come out dysfunctional and raw and just chaotic, which is that's part of the, of the process, too. Uh, given once again, given your relationship to that person. Right. I, I don't know what your relationship is to, to, to your loved one who died and passed away from COVID or who just died in general in life. Uh, your, your sister, or brother, or uncle or dad. I, I have no idea how they died. But the question is, again, <laughs> again, how long do I keep their contact information? How long do I keep dialing the number every year that I'm missing them and, and, re, and replaying and hearing their voices? Right. How long do I revisit that place? And am I am I to stay stuck in that place? Or to my, am I to move forward? These are, are constant questions that we're constantly asking ourselves that, that we're tapering back and forward. We're kind of teeter-tottering in the past and the present. Like we all teeter-tot in the past and the present. But the, the idea is, is to not be living in reverse. The idea is to not be thinking in reverse. But there are moments in time, yes, where you're triggered to go revisit the past, to, 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 think, to, 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 to think in reverse. But the idea is to, is to not habitually consistently stay stuck thinking in reverse living in the past right that's the goal is to not stay stuck which is once again easier said than done but it's a practice and it's different in year one year three year six year 10 year 14 it's different for all of us because we all once again respond to grief differently so i try to have fun i want to have fun with this topic it's hard but do your best just to be honest and i would say please find a safe space right and I'll also say, please, if you're avoiding it and or decide to avoid it the way I did early on, don't kick yourself. Don't condemn yourself. Don't beat yourself down. But just know, OK, at some point, I can't keep on avoiding this forever. Be honest with yourself about that and then begin facing the music. So I love you. Thank you for listening. Well, OK, OK, here we are. We've concluded another beautiful episode. I want to thank you for tuning in. Call to action is simple, man. If you haven't subscribed, become a regular, consistent listener. Please do so right now. Also, if you got questions, comments, man, shoot me a text on my text line at 254-878-7135. No, I value you, and you mean a great deal. Like I said, I'm just grateful for you taking time out of your day to tune in. Uh, if you got questions, like I said, just you know, text me. Uh, know that you are important. Know that you are significant, and you are uh, magnificent. Also, if you got one person, someone you love or care about, do me a favor. Uh, share this uh, episode with them. Maybe might encourage, instill some, you know, um, maybe some some questions. Maybe instill some, just you know, maybe so you don't feel alone. Maybe they may not feel alone. So just share this this episode with someone. Do me that. Do me a small favor. Thank you very much. <laughs>